Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Good morning. Good morning. I love Paris. Like, you've been greeted 10,000 times. But really, like, I mean, can you ever be greeted too much? I don't know. Um, it was funny. Th- things. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, how many of you guys, have, have, you've, never, you've never met us before. Like, this is your first time going on a date with us. Like, just raise your hand. I've never been in this room before. Raise your hand high. Come on. Awesome. Come on, a few of you guys. That's rad. How many of you guys, last week was your first time ever? Yeah. Okay. Amen. Man, last week was silly. It was straight silly. We had over 600 people between the two services. It was like, I, I, like, I, got, a little, I got a little a little nervous. I was like, we don't have room for 600 people. Apparently we do. That's good news. Um, wow, well, let me, let me pray for us. I'm, I'm excited. I haven't actually got a chance to share with you guys in a, in a few weeks. We just kept inviting these great, amazing, we had Steve Backlin here three weeks ago. That was awesome. How many of you guys are still doing declarations over your life? Come on. Um, it's, it's, he did these, this declaration clicker. How many guys, some of you guys bought those. I thought that was genius. And literally, it's just, literally, it's just a counter. And, he, and literally, he challenges people to do 100 declarations a day. And, and <laughs> so it's just like, I'm amazing. Click. I'm the righteousness of God. Click. I'm, I, am <laughs> I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Click. I'm, the, I'm God's son. Click. I'm beautiful. Click. I'm handsome. Click. I'm really good looking. Click. Um, I sing really well. Click. I sound good in the shower. Click. You know, <laughs> I smell really good. Click. Click. You know, it's like, <laughs> you just, just declare things over your life before they're true. You know, it's like, it's good. Um, Anyways, if you didn't get, honestly, I really, really encourage you, go back and listen to that message on our podcast. He was on fire. I have never, I've heard him many, many times, traveled with him, and I've never heard him that good. So if you get a chance, go back. It'll, tra- it'll change your life. Um, and then Stephanie Gretzinger last week. Man, you invite a worship leader to come and speak and, and not lead worship, and just, they, just, they just let it go. They just let it, just let it all out. So... That was really good, too. So I encourage you guys, if you're not used to listening to messages, start now. Um, listen to the last two. And, and there's lots of messages that we've, we've preached. I've just, I hear myself all the time. So, um, man, <laughs> I'm just still wrecked from the worship. I love, I love Mac and Tiff. Um, God, thank you, Father. Let's just pray. Father, we love you. God, we are so in love, and there's nobody else that we trust to lead us, God, to lead us into wholeness, to lead us into, into, into strength, into the powerful living, God. There's nobody else that does it better than you. We have lots of mothers and fathers and, and brothers and sisters, God, but you are, you are the greatest. You're the one that we trust, God. Yeah, so Father, we're here this morning just to get radically blessed by you, to get radically encountered by you, to have our lives changed. We're not here to sit in an audience. We're not here to be an audience. We're not here to just hear a message, God, but that you would encounter us. You would grab a hold of our hearts and take us new places, God. So, Father, I just pray for this message. Pray it just, it just radically touches people's hearts and your Holy Spirit would move through the whole place. Yeah, amen. Whew. 
Man, I'm so excited. I ran into a pastor from Rock Harbor this morning. So I, I, and um, I didn't know who he was, and we, we met, and, and uh, we, just, we just got really excited about what God's doing in Orange County. And uh, we just started laughing about, about the, the state of, of the church these days, that um, nobody's talking about division and, and separating, and, 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 and everybody's talking about, like, how can we just be unified? And I just, I get really, really incredibly excited about that, because when, when, when the world sees that the church is no longer uh, in competition with each other, they're going to start to see how much we love each other. And so I, I, I just, that was a highlight of my morning. Um, wow. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in. <laughs> oh, man. I need to be in front of you guys more often. I just have all sorts of stuff. I haven't, you know, you've been with the friends, you know, where you haven't, you, you sit down with them and there's so much to talk about, right? Like, you're like, oh my gosh, like, Aaron, like, you wouldn't believe what God's been doing in my life for the past few weeks. Like, we haven't seen each other in forever. That's how I feel like right now. I just, I just want to tell you all of what God's been doing, but I... <laughs> I kind of did, right? There's just so much more going through my head right now. Ah, man, I'm so full of hope for you guys, for me, for our family. I'm so freaking full of hope. If you need hope, you're in the right place because someone to your left and to your right has more hope than you. I hope so. <laughs> it's true, Steve. It's true. I, I'm looking around you. I see them. All right. Ah. Uh, all right, well, I'm going to, <laughs> Lord, help me. Yeah. Jesus, I'm really excited for these take five groups. Um, my, uh, my brother-in-law, James, he says there, we, sh- we should have called them not for life, life groups. Uh, because you're not locking yourselves into life with a group. It's just not for life. It's just five weeks. You'll be okay. <laughs> anyway, we have seven different locations. I'm really excited all across the area. Um, all right. You can do this. <laughs> All right. We're going to dive in. All right. So uh, uh, where's my Bible? I'm so not even ready for this. All right. No, I, I don't need your Saul. Okay. <laughs> That's a good friend. All right, Lord. If you haven't stopped praying, pray for me. Okay. All right, you know, I, I was, I was, I, I get when I when I think about what's in me and what I want to let out of me um, on our family and our community. I think about like what God, what do I want to see our community like thriving in? And the Lord just was just speak to me a lot about living um, successfully, living successfully. And it's not about you know motivational speakers. It's not about productivity in your life. It's about it's about understanding our relationship with God. And, and specifically, I felt like I want to dial in on prayer this morning. I want to dial in on our prayers and how we walk out prayer. See, prayer is a process. Prayer is a process. There's a story in the Bible about uh, Daniel in Daniel 9. And, he, and, it, and, and Daniel is, is a, he's, he's, he's in this, uh, in, in, uh, in Babylon, and he's, and he's against, he's, he's basically there his people are in captivity, essentially. And he starts praying for his people. And, 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 and so chapter 9, if you want to you go there, I'm just going to read a, little, a short part of it. Chapter 9, verse 21. Well, I'll start at verse 20. So this is Daniel talking, and he's praying. He says, um, it says Now I was, while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel... 
and presenting my supplications before the Lord, my God, on behalf of the holy mountain of my God. So he's in prayer right now. While I was still speaking. Everybody say, still speaking. While I was still speaking in prayer, the man, then the man Gabriel which is, he's an angel, if you didn't know that. He's a man, Abraham, whom I had seen in the vision previously came to me in my extreme weariness about the time of the evening offering. And so Daniel, this, story, this is the story of, of Daniel's little bit of a, a, a piece out of his prayer life. We all have prayer lives. To some level, we all pray. Sometimes it's help God, help me. Oh, please, oh, please. Some of you guys are, are, you know, sit with them and you just kind of meditate with them. But everybody has a prayer life, right? Whether in your car praying, whether you have time set aside. This is Daniel's prayer life. He said, he's, and, and he says, while I was still speaking in prayer, the man of Gabriel came and, 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 he, and he answered me. So this is, this, is, this is part of the process, right? And in the process of prayer, it says we pray. God heals, hears. God moves. And then we see the outcome, Okay? It's not complicated. I get that. It's really simple. And so this, in this part of Daniel's process, it took God about three minutes maybe to answer him, didn't it? It was really quick. How many of you guys ever had God answer stuff right away? Right? You're praying for something. The person texts you or something, right? Or you're thinking about somebody and all of a sudden that person calls you. That's an answered prayer, right? Those are fun. I don't know what to do with those sometimes. I'm just like, Chris, did you know I was just thinking about you just when you called me? And he goes, that's amazing, Pastor. What does it mean? I'm like, I don't know, but we're supposed to be talking apparently. And so, uh, but, but let's move down to Daniel 10, and it's a different process. You guys are going to, there's a lot of freedom going to happen today in your prayer life, all right? Because I, I know how many, I, I, I get frustrated when I pray something and I don't see what happens, right? I, and I hear the frustration from some people uh, because they, they let me in on their, on their prayer life sometimes. So in Daniel 10, uh, Daniel 10, uh, I'm going to go down to verse 12. Well, let me, let me, let me back up here. <laughs> um, and so Daniel 10, Daniel 10, 10, it's, um, he, he's praying again. And he has, a, he has a vision, and he's praying this vision. Well, it's kind of a long verse, so I'm going to skip down. So then the angel comes to Daniel a second time, okay? And he says this, says, do not be afraid, Daniel. This is, so Daniel prays, some time goes by, which you'll see, and then the angel comes. And, and the angel came and says, Daniel, do not be afraid. From the first day that you set your heart on understanding, uh, understanding this and on humbling yourself before your God, prayer, your words were heard. And I have come in response to your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia was withstanding me for 21 days. Then behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I have been left there with the kings of Persia. And now I have come to give you an, an, um, an understanding of what will happen to your people in the latter days. For the vision pertains to the days of yet future. You know, he says... For 21 days. So, he, so Daniel prayed this time. Same thing he did before. Okay. But this time there was a battle. This time there was a battle in heaven. There was, I don't know what happened there. There was something going on with the king of Persia. Some kind of a demonic presence. Something going on there. That God was doing war with over Daniel's, uh, on behalf of Daniel. And so 21 days later, 
Lord, help us. 21 days it took him to answer that. The angel came and gave him the word. My point here is that there's a process in prayer. Sometimes it happens instantly, and we get really excited, and our faith is full, isn't it? Other times it happens after 21 days, after five days. Who knows? So I want to talk about today, I want to walk us through a little bit of an understanding. I'll just, I want to... I want to introduce us to, to, to the way God operates. I want, to, I want us to get intimate. I don't want to teach you about a principle so much as I want to teach you about my dad. I want, I want you to start to understand as we go through scriptures and we go through stories how to have a relationship with God and how to walk out successful living with God because successful living depends on you understanding what our father is like and what this family is like. Because if you don't understand what he's like, you're gonna go off your own understanding. We sung about it, right? I lean not on my own understanding. Well, our understanding is God didn't, he didn't answer my prayer. He must not like me that much. That's our understanding, right? I prayed for this to happen and nothing happened. It must not be God's will to heal. And so we lean on our understanding and we create our own little world that we live our life out in. And that's not successful living. Your understanding will not produce the fruit that God's understanding will. So John 4, 24, it says, God is spirit. And and the we worshipers, we must worship him in spirit and truth. So God is spirit. So when we talk about walking in prayer, we walk, we're, ta- we're walking in the Spirit. And we are called to walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh. We're not, we're not walking according to the flesh. We're walking according to the Spirit. What does it mean to walk according to the Spirit? It means walking with the Spirit. It means walking with God. It means looking at the things above, none of the things on earth. It means not paying attention so much to our senses as it does we pay attention to what, who He is in our life what God is speaking to us. And if you don't hear his voice, you at least get to hear his voice through his word. I'm gonna share, I'm gonna share a couple stories just so we can kind of connect a little bit more with this. There's, a, there's an amazing um, young woman in our, in our community named Bree, um, uh, Bree and Kieran. Kieran um, Kieran's a, one of the worship leaders and Bree's in this, uh, in this community. And, and she has a really fun story that just, start, just happened, and so I really felt like this pertained to us. Um, I think it was about three years ago that Bree and Kieran moved from Australia to, uh, to, the, to the U.S., and, and they, they, had, they had dreams and visions about what they were doing. They had promises over their life. And one of Bree's promises is, and, and, and is that she was going to work in, in, the, in the area of child psychology, of helping kids get free um, and, 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 under, and, and just free of mental stuff. And she had gone to school, got her degree in that. And she came here, and she couldn't get a job in that field. She had, she had prayed for it. She had this promise over a life, but nothing was materializing. So what did she do? Well, she got a job at a, through, through a different place. I think it was at a fashion store and helping out the owner and his assistant in different ways. And, and Kieran got a job doing something else. And they were great. They actually have a great, they had a great life. But there's this thing that wasn't happening for her. There was not an answer to her prayer. And so what, what, what she did was, she just did what was in front of her. I'm not going to talk about how do you walk out life when you don't hear God answer your prayer instantly, but I want you to understand that this is how, this is how it works sometimes. Some, we don't understand. We don't understand why we don't get what we ask for all the time. 
My kids don't understand why they don't get what they ask for all the time. <laughs> Sorry, I had a flashback. Um, PTSD. <laughs> no, 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 we're not turning on the iPad. Nuh-uh, no, we are not doing that today. All right, so um, <laughs> why, Dad? All right, so, <laughs> so flash, fast forward three years, and, and just recently... Just recently, and actually, you know, it, you know, this past year, she mentioned to me that it was, was one of the harder of the years, right? So it's been three years. This past year, it started a really great honor. God, where is this dream? Where is this prayer? Where are we at in this? And she didn't know. She didn't have an answer. And actually, Karen's jobs shifted a little bit, and they're thinking, you know what? We might actually have to go back to Australia now. And then God. And then God showed up, and, and through an incredible circumstance, there's a hospital now that's opening up. One of the top hospitals in the country is opening up one of the very first, I think it might be the very first, child mental health development field. And who do they call on to bring in to this first thing ever but breathe? And she's just like, of course, her, she's like exploding. She's like, are you kidding? Like this, is, and everybody she tells, I'm like, I am still blasted by this. I'm still incredibly amazed at how good God is. And if you knew the details of the story, you'd be like, that's incredible. I mean, it, 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 it had to be through, it was through relationships that she had cultivated these three years. It was through connections. It was through the connections that those connections had. There's things that God is doing to answer your prayers that you know nothing about. There's stuff below the surface that you have no idea what he's doing. You know, it's kind of like, like your kids want to go to college, so your parents start putting money away. The kids know nothing about a college fund. But when they finally want to go to college, you say, check this out. I got a wad of cash that I've been getting ready for you so that you can go to college. That's the Father's heart for us. It's never to say no to us because, no, it's always, it's always a yes. Let me make this the best I can make this for you, Bree. Let me set you up far better than you could ever. Because she had applied to multiple positions, but nothing opened up. Isn't that interesting? Nothing opened. You guys, how many of you guys have had, had times when doors just don't seem to open? Right? You're like, huh? I just, I'm not sure it's God's will that I, that I go into this field. I'm not sure I'm supposed to be at this job. And you stay there and you're like, I don't get it. And you know what I tell people when they come to me? It says, Jesse, would you pray for me? I'm not sure I'm supposed to be where I'm at. I tell them, what did God tell you last? I'm like, well, did he tell you to move? Well, no, but, but clearly I'm supposed to go because it's just not working out as well as I wanted it to. The right doors aren't open for me right now, Jesse. You just don't understand. I think I'm supposed to move on. And I say, what did God speak to you about? Well, he, he kind of told me to stay, but I don't know if he was serious or not. Right? Have you guys ever been told to stay somewhere, even though you're like, no, I don't, this is killing me. And yet you're still there and you're... <laughs> And so Brie, she walked this out. And you know, she might have had her good days and her bad days. I don't know. I didn't ask her. But, 
But she stayed in it. She stayed with it, Bree and Karen, and they just went after what was around them. They went after worship. They went after marketing and, and his job and things like that. And incredible things happened for, for Kieran in a lot of ways, but Bree was, didn't see the fruit. And then she did. And, and everything changed. See, there's times when we don't see what happens. We don't see the fruit of our prayers and we fall apart. That's not successful living. We, we, our faith, like literally our faith is, is dependent on whether we see what we're supposed to see, what we think we're supposed to see. And what I want us to be is a community that doesn't base our confidence in what we see and what we hear and what we touch. Just because you don't see the job of your lifetime come right now, it shouldn't change what you believe about yourself, about your circumstances, about God, about your faith preaching here. I'm getting excited. I'm happy because this is for me too. Listen, like, we have to be so stinking steadfast that when we ask the Father for something, and I want you to ask, our dads want to be asked for stuff. They want to know what's in our hearts. What's our desire? But when you don't see the instant gratification come, you need to be steadfast. You need to be like, I don't see it. What's, I don't know what's supposed to happen, but I'm going to keep going. We walk by the Spirit because God is Spirit and we are Spirit. See, sometimes, sometimes there's a battle going up of your very prayer. Some of us are praying for family members and God's up there freaking warring with, with, with demons and stuff. I don't understand it. I'm not that demon-focused. I'm definitely not the enemy-focused. But it's clear that it can happen. And I don't know how often it happens. Not that many stories about it. But I do know that there's things in life that can cause us to feel let down. There's prayers. There's prayers that just, you don't know why they didn't happen. And I've had a few of them. And you don't let your faith fall to the ground. You don't let your hope get trampled on by the world, by circumstances. One of the difficult things that we can have in this process is that we'll look around us and we'll look, at, we'll look at some pretty great people around us that seem to have all their prayers answered instantly. Right? You'll look at a leader in your life or you'll look at Paris and Nicole and Chris or, or you'll look over and you'll see uh, Robin and Greg. You're like, God, I, I hear their stories and man, everything happens quick for them. They get all their prayers answered. Not me. God, <laughs> we just think we're not as valuable or something. And that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Here's the reality, guys. And it's not the, it may not be the most encouraging, but I want you to be encouraged. That people, we look around us, there's people in our lives that have fought tooth and nail for a steadfast of faith. They have walked out faith. All right, there's people in this room I can look, I, I know that you have, you have stories of your past that have got you to this place of radical faith. But when we first get born again and we first, we first start maturing in God, we think, we think, well, isn't he the same to everybody? Is, isn't my faith just like your faith? Well, the gift is the same. But some people... Some people have practiced that gift more. Some people have operated in that gift. Some people have decided that they're going to mature in this gift. Whereas some of us have just gotten hopeless and we've decided that faith isn't worth holding on to. I'm just going to ask for God. If he doesn't give it to me, I'll get upset. 
But faith is a process. Prayer is a process. It's a muscle. I tell people this. When I first teach people how to prophesy, I say, listen, they're all excited. Like, oh, my God, I heard God. I say, now keep doing it. Don't stop. And then I tell them this. It's not because God's going to get better at this. You practicing prophecy around you and people around you doesn't make God better. It doesn't make his strength stronger. It builds your trust that he shows up every time you practice this. Every time I ask God for a word, I get a word for Chapman. Every time I, every time I pray, God always shows up. I don't know what it's going to do, but he always shows up. And the more you practice this steadfast, just sometimes it's a gritty face. Sometimes it's, it's, it's effortless. Either way, you're building trust with God. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it. And it might be yours. No, it says, it doesn't say that actually. I was just kidding. It says it will be yours. Some of us, some of us have a hard time swallowing that. You're like, well, that, that's in the Bible. So at least if, if it does happen, he's got his back covered. Therefore, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received. Everybody say, I want to believe. Say, I really want to believe. Now say, I believe. Say it again. I believe. I believe. And, and believe that you have received it and it will be yours. When? Right now? I don't know. Clearly, Daniel, a prophet, believed it was his because he had an experience where it happened instantly, and he had another experience where it didn't. It doesn't change what you believe. I'm going to read, uh, if you want to turn with me to Mark 11. Getting some good scripture reading in here. Whew. Mark eleven fourteen, if you want, or you can just listen to me talk if you like the sound of my voice. <laughs> All right, Mark eleven fourteen. Um, actually, I'm going to uh, verse twelve. It says, uh, and this is Jesus' disciples. They're walking, um, walking together. It says, on the next day, when they had left Bethany, he became hungry. Jesus became hungry. I like that. And seeing at a distance a fig tree in leaf. He went to see if perhaps he would find anything on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. Everybody say, boo. (laughs) And he said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. (laughs) That just kind of cracks me up. Like he's rebuking a a, a fig tree. Um, And and his disciples were listening. I love that it said they were listening. Thank you. Thank you, Mark, for letting us know you were listening. So Jesus comes up. He speaks to the fig tree. Um, Now, it wasn't until uh, verse 20. It says, then evening came and they um, they would go out of the city. As they were passing by in the morning, right? So next day, they saw the fig tree withered from from the roots up, being reminded 
Peter said to him, Rabbi, look what the fig tree which you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered, saying to them, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, what, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says is going to happen. It will be granted him. Reminds you of a verse we just read. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe. Everybody say, believe. believe. Come on. Believe. Ha. Believe that you have received them and they will be granted you. This is awesome. This is, this is truth. This is, this is successful living right here. Listen, let's see what happens. So Jesus and his disciples, they're walking along and, and they come across this fig tree and, and we could get into what the fig tree represented, right? It could be the Pharisees who had leaves, but no fruit, right? They had function, but no actual relationship. It could be anything. It could be, a, it could be back to Adam when he used a fig tree to cover himself. Like, I don't know. That's not the point. The point is Jesus walked up to a fig tree, shouted at it and says, wither away. And then they probably kept moving, right? Because the next day they walk back to this fig tree and it's withered from the roots up. Now, now, I never caught this before. I was, I was kind of studying this more. It was withered from the roots up. What couldn't you see? What didn't you see happen when Jesus commanded this thing to be withered? You didn't see what you didn't see. You don't know what's happening under the soil. You don't know. We don't know that God spent three years preparing Brie for the job of her lifetime. That was an upgrade from what she was studying to be. How many of you guys just, do you know the upgrades that are waiting for you tomorrow? In a year, in two years, there's stuff happening under the soil you know nothing about. So what do we do? We trust that he is a good father. We trust that, that if this door is closing, it's because this one's about to open. When? I don't know. I don't know. But the key here, guys, the key, it's simple, but it's going to be straight. Don't lose your faith in the midst, in the middle between the door closing and the door opening. I'll pray for you. If you come to me and say, Jesse, I, God's not answering my prayer. Would you pray for me? I'll totally pray for you. I'll be a friend. But I'll probably tell you, God loves you. He is in love with you. He is emphatic about you. His plan for you isn't to close a bunch of doors and watch you struggle. His plan is to prosper you, to, to cause you to succeed in everything you put your hand to. Don't lose your faith. If you, if you get prayer for healing, don't walk away going, I guess nothing happened. Just because you stood up because someone gave a word of knowledge about a back problem and you stood up and it's, well, it's still kind of there. I mean, it's kind of better, but it's still there. Don't, don't fall apart. Say, God, you must be doing something. Because we asked, and I believe, and I will receive it. Because your word says, by, my, by your stripes, I was healed. It says, you were healed by my stripes. It doesn't say, I will heal you. And so we, when we pray for stuff in the will of God, something has to happen. When we pray in the will of God, something has to happen. That's a big deal, guys. 
It's a big deal. When we pray and don't see something, it has to only get us more excited. Steve Backlund was here, and I love this story, so I'll tell it again briefly. My friend Levi Hug, who I was an intern with him, every time, I'll, I'll shorten it, every time he went up to an atheist, he got really nervous because he didn't know how to minister an atheist. He got really, he got really like, insecure and full of fear. And he's like, oh no, it's an atheist. I can't share God with them. They don't believe in him. <laughs> and so he recognized that this was killing him, right? And so he had this idea that every time I see an atheist, I'm going to strengthen my faith. And you know how he did this? He decided that every time he, every time he found himself in front of an atheist, he was going to get excited. And so <laughs> every time he found an atheist, he says, Woohoo! Woohoo! You're an atheist? God always shows up when I meet atheists. Every time I meet an atheist, God always shows up. They always feel his presence when I ask God to come. Every time. And he strengthened himself in the Lord, he strengthened himself in his faith. See, prayer is a process. It's a process of maturing. And if you do that in two weeks and you become the strongest prayer person in the world, awesome. If it takes a year, awesome. But get better. Your success in life depends on this. I want, you to, I want that to hit home. Your success in every area of your life depends on your trust in God. All right, we're good. I'm going to go to Romans 8. You, you don't have to go there because we've been mo- jumping around. But Romans 8. It says, for those... Oh, where do I want to start? So that the require Verse 4. So that the requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So we set our mind on things of the flesh. What is the flesh? It's, it's the things of the world, things we can see, touch, hear, smell. It's the things that try to uh, uh, rally for our attention every day, right? It's what's not happening, what's not going right. What is going right? Maybe it's good things. Either way, you're looking at what you see, not on what God, not on the kingdom, not on the unseen. It says, for the mind set on the flesh, so think about this, the mind that is only looking at the, the natural things around him, the mind set on the flesh is death. But the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. Everybody say life, say peace. How many guys that feels really good? Life and peace, right? Like how many guys want to live in a place of death? Uh Uh-uh, right? Nobody raise your hand, right? (laughs) Only if you don't like yourself, you say death. But I want to encourage you. Today's a good day to start liking yourself, all right? When you set your mind in the spirit, you live in life and peace. You have anxiety, it means you're, you're focused on the flesh. You have depression, you're focusing on the flesh. Yep. <laughs> Amen. All right, so be, uh, for the mindset in the flesh is death, but the mindset in the spirit is life and peace because the mindset in the flesh is hostile towards God. 
For it does not subject itself or does not honor itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. For those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Did you know that before you were saved, you were of the flesh? You had a spirit uh, of sin. You had an old nature. Your old nature was, was predisposed to the world of the flesh. You were literally, before you got saved, it was normal for you to focus on the flesh. It was normal. It's normal for everyone out there that's not saved to do silly things. It's normal. It it shouldn't surprise us when sinners sin. It shouldn't, which is why we should never be worried about, about going up to them and loving them like Jesus would love them. Right? We shouldn't be insecure when we see people do silly things. We should run into this place and say, no, you are better than that. You are made in God's image. There's a plan for you. But listen, you, once you get saved, you have a new nature. You have a nature of the Spirit. The Spirit lives in you. You are no longer walking by the flesh. If at times you may, draw, you may, you may think that way, but let me promise you, this is really good news, guys. Your nature is that of one that is predisposed to thinking about the Spirit. You're like a rubber band constantly being pulled into God's perspectives. It's your nature. You can't avoid it. When you got saved, you got, you got wrapped up into this thing called oneness with Him. You can't avoid this life. So the point is, is stop trying to look at the flesh. Stop trying to look at your circumstances. Stop trying to listen to other people's opinions, other people's circumstances, and creating a life for yourself in the flesh. But listen to God. How do, I, how do we know if we're in the flesh or not? How do we know if we're living in this flesh? How do we know what we, we can tell by the fruit if you have anxiety in your life, it's chances are you've seeded your life with, 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 um, with, with anxiety. You've looked somewhere along the line, you've judged yourself by somebody else's opinion. And so the fruit of that is I'm never enough. What are you seeding your life with right now? What are you putting, what are you, what are you planting in your garden? Are you planting uh, are you planting the word? Are you reading the word, getting it in you? Are you the truth? Are you planting your friends' encouragements? Are you planting what God is saying, your prophetic words over your life? That's the stuff that you need to be planting your life with. Romans 5, 2, it says, by whom we, we, by whom we also owe have access by faith. We have access by faith into his grace where we stand. So how do we live by the Spirit? How do we learn to walk by what we can't see and listen to whom we can't always hear? How do we, how do we, how do we live successfully? This is awesome. This is a, prayer is a process, right? Just to, just to back up, like prayer is a process. Sometimes it takes days to receive the answer, not because he doesn't love you, because he's not warring for you, but because there's a, there's a time. Sometimes, he's, sometimes the roots are being cursed and we're waiting for the rest of the thing to, to die. Sometimes he's preparing the way and he's waiting for you to get to the place where you need to. But how do we, how do we start to, how do we practically walk in this life? Thank you for asking. That's a great question. That's a great question. 
By spending time with the one we put our trust in. By spending time with the one we put our trust in. By practicing this. By practicing this gift of faith that every single one of you guys has. Every single one of you has the same gift of faith. The same massive amounts of love and belief and confidence that he has in you. What do you do with that? You practice it. You put it into action. You pray for people for healing. And you just, you say, I just prayed for you. Did anything happen? What, what changed? Well, not much. That's okay. Something happened. And you just start practicing. You practice prophesying over people. And you recognize that he loves to show up. You find some atheists and you get excited. You start asking things and you write them down. And when he answers you, you write that down too. So you have a history of God showing up. You read the word and you speak what it says about you. Say it, say it over yourself. Declarations are seeds. They're seeds in your life. Today is the best day ever. But my last five worked. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, you know what? If you keep, it says, let the weak say I'm strong. If you keep calling yourself strong, eventually you're going to, those roots, come on, those roots are going to push up a, a sprout, right? That, uh, that declaration is a root, and you don't even know what happened when that root went down, but soon you will. It would be weird for a farmer to plant seeds and not expect a crop. Start planting seeds. Take this thing seriously, you guys. I'm not up here preaching for my, for my, for my own sake, although I'm going to take the message. This is a massive key. This is a massive key. If, you, if we can't understand how to do this, we look no different than the world. That when the stock market takes a bit of a rough tumble, our worlds fall apart. Come on, guys. Being really straight with you. This is, this, is, this, is, this is true. This is life and death. This is, this is death and peace in life. If you want to live in peace, if you want to live in abundance of life and spirit, we have to learn how to stand steadfast on our faith. There's no other plan out there. Plan B is not get counseling and therapy. I value inner healing. I value counseling. But that is not the, the sustained abundant life which can only be sustained by knowing him. Spending time with him. If you don't spend time with him, I, I'm not going to tell you like spend an hour before work and an hour after work. Get in your car. I started putting stickies in my car to say five minutes. So everywhere I go, I stop and I stay in the car for five more minutes. Wherever I go, I'm, I, I'm here. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to dive into this meeting. Hope oh, five minutes. Father, I thank you that you're with me in this car right now. Wow, I just, I love that you, you're just, you're all around me in this car right now. I got a car, God, I thank you that you're almost pushing me out of this car. You're so present. I do stuff like that because sometimes finding an hour with two kids and a family and a church and all that stuff, I, it's hard for me sometimes to find that time. So I schedule time. But even in that, sometimes I find like it's not enough time for me, God. And so I'm just like, well, I'll make time. Five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. And before the end of the day, you feel like it's like two hours. So I want to challenge you guys today. This is my challenge to you guys as a family. Find ways to start seeding your life with truth, with getting this in you. 
Spend time with him. Talk with him. If you're not used to doing this, let me tell you a little secret. It's going to feel a little hard sometimes. If you're not used to spending 10 minutes alone without your phone talking to you, it can feel awkward. I know you know what I mean. <laughs> well, half of us are half addicted to this thing. It's like silence. What's Facebook telling me right now? Silence. What's... Oh, wow, that's really cool. Becky's doing really well. That's great. Practice, you guys. Practice. There's no other way out there. If you're looking for some online course, it doesn't exist. This is the course. <laughs> this is the course. And it's simple. It's uber simple. It's the gospel. It's the, it's the gospel. Amen. Why don't you guys stand? I'm going to pray for us and... And in 21 days, God's going to answer us. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) And there's going to be a battle in heaven and Gabriel and... Sorry. (laughs) Man. Isn't this wonderful that there's nothing keeping us? There's no hindrances to, to a life lived with God. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't it wonderful there's not a level of spirituality that you have to obtain? to live full, peaceful lives, full of power. Hmm. Just put your hand on your heart, Father. (laughs) Actually, let's do this. Put your hand on your head. Let's renew our minds for a second. Yeah. God, I just, I can feel the transformation happening in this room. (laughs) Can can you feel the, the neural pathways getting changed as you touch your head? Something's happening. <laughs> God, we ask right now, we're asking in your beautiful will and your love that you would transform our thinking right now. God, we pray right now, open up time slots. Just say that into your own heart right now. Open up time slots for me, God. Show me where I have time. There is so much time available, God. Show me where I can break into this, God. Yeah, God. Father, I ask, I even I, I pray right now, God, would you show each person in this room, just, just ask him right now, what seeds can you start planting? Whether it's a declaration, whether it's prayers you can start making, whether it's a, what can you do to start seeding? Amen. Yeah, God, we thank you, Father, for the seeds. Father, I pray that you would water them, Lord. I pray that you would harvest them in our lives, God. We just, even right now, God, I just, I felt like, uh, you know, if if Brie was going to, I don't think Brie was here today, but if she was here, I was going to have her pray over you. So I'm going to pray over you. This testimony of Brie's that some of you guys have, have, have sowed into degrees that you have yet to use and passions that you have yet to be activated in. Father, I, I pray a release right now a release right now into places that have been prepared for people. That this week we would see a fruit, a fruition, God, of, of dreams fulfilled, God, of prayers answered, Father. And I pray for a truth of the reality, that God, that you have never let these people down, that you have never let us down. You have never let us down, God. Yeah. Come on, amen. If you, if you receive that, just give God a just praise. Give him a shout. Thank you, Father.
God, we love you, God. Come on. You know, as we were praying, I'm, I'm going to close this. Actually, if the, um, as we were praying, two things, actually. Um, one, I felt, like, I felt like the water of watering these seeds is worship. Uh, that to water, that once these seeds get planted, worship is the water. Maybe not the only water, but that's what, that's what I feel right now. I want to encourage you guys, worship outside of Sunday mornings. And don't let worship become background music. If you need to change your worship, because you're used to hearing that, change your worship. But just worship him. Just start, thank you, Father. Oh, you're wonderful. I worship you. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying right now, Bob, but you're good. You're so good. And as, as, you, as you worship him and you honor him, you're letting, it's like, it's like good soil for the seeds to start taking root, all right? So worship, just worship him throughout the day. Even when you don't, in the shower, come on. You, you, you have to take showers, okay? Worship him in the shower. <laughs> Amen. Um, hey, before we, before we close, I just want to say this last thing. This is so important. If you're here, if you're here, and man, there's something in your heart that has just been ignited by this, and you just, you don't know Jesus. You don't have this connection with him. You don't know who he is. You, maybe I, I love God, but I don't really know God. I just, I want, the, I want a God, and this is the God. This is the God that trumps all other gods. This is the Jesus that is kinder and more sacrificial and selfless than any other God out there. He is the kindest man you'll ever meet. If, this is, if you don't have a relationship with this God, with Jesus, I want, to, I, want, I, want, I want you to right now just, I just want to raise your hand. This is, I, I, this is the God I have to meet. I have to meet this God. I don't want to leave this building without knowing that I have relationship. If this is a God that you want to get to know, just raise your hand right now. We're all standing. You're not going to stand out too much. Just raise your hand right now. Amen. Come on, I see you. Hallelujah, God. Is there anybody else? There's nothing more important than knowing you have a close relationship with a, with a father that created you, the lover of your soul. Amen. God, thank you, Father. Thank you, God. If, if, if that was you, you raise your hand. Come on up. I want to meet you. Our team wants to meet you. Um, we, we'd love to just pray with you and, and, and know your name and, and all that. So, Anyway, we have the prayer team. Come on up right now. We're going to close. Father, thank you for this weekend, God. Lord, just knock our socks off this week, God. Just pray for it. Just breakthrough in every area that we've been praying for, God, that our faith would be strengthened in every area, God. Amen, amen. Yeah, come on. Hallelujah, guys. Bless you guys. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.